Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, I think I've mentioned before, I do come from a long sales background and support. But I'm one of those odd types that I, I view this, the two is the same thing. You're either selling, you're either supporting a client who has bought something or is about to buy something. It's the same approach. You take care of your customer. It's a very touchy-feely form of sales and it suits me. It makes me feel better and I sleep well at night. It doesn't suit a lot of different types of sales though. Because there is a certain amount of cold-hearted bastard needed to sell certain items in a certain way. And you do draw the line. You, when you begin selling, you, you figure out what you can do and what you can't do. And then much like Michael Jordan, you figure out what you do best, and then you try to manipulate your career so that you are always doing what you do best. Now for me, that eventually led me out of sales. Which sucks because the commissions on sales are always awesome. And it, it really, one of the best salesmen I ever met is a guy I wouldn't even buy an apple from him. He's just that untrustworthy, but he's a phenomenal salesman. But he is that kind of scumbag human being. And he knows it. He hates it. But he just makes too damn much money. You know, the guy makes like close to half a million dollars a year. And he can't walk away from that. He doesn't have the job skills to do anything else. And I get it. You know, people will do anything for money. And that includes... Uh, there's another type of sales that is recruiting. You sell people on jobs. You sell companies on your skills in finding the right candidates. It's, it's another form of sales. But when you see people hiring people and it's done in a bad way, done in a way to dealing with people that need jobs, then it can get a, to be a very ugly thing. Oddly enough, I've done recruiting. And when you're doing it with a great company, with a great job, and it's really going to benefit this person's life, you feel awesome. And then there's times where you take a good person out of a great company and you slam them into some god-awful little dot-com and, and you know they're not going to be there forever. You know that company's not going to be there. It probably won't even survive the year. But you do it. And you take your commission and you maybe lose a little sleep over it, but you did make a crap load of money on it. And that's the sad thing about money. Money has a tendency to fuck up the deal, mess with the rules of the game. Because with money, people are more than willing to change the rules of the game at any given moment. And it's not that the money is the bad thing, it's our reactions to it. In fact, somebody once told me that it's not money that anybody wants, it's the things that come with money. So it's the material possessions. You know, Madonna said, I'm a material world and a material material girl in a material world. Okay. And that's also true for the rest of us. We're all material bastards. We're out to get what we can get. But what if we didn't have to? You know, what if there was no game? What if it's you showed up and you got it? Would you value it? Would you want it? You know, when you got your first car... Was it one that mommy and daddy gave you? Or is it one that you worked your ass off for several summers to get the down payment for? And maybe your parents helped you or maybe they didn't. But if you had to work your ass off for it, doesn't it mean a little more? 
I know somebody that every time they needed a brand new car, their folks bought them the best of whatever was available. And that's awesome. But did they value it? No. They trashed them. And then they would just let their parents know, I need a new car. Which sucks. I wish my life was that way. You know, my dad helped me out, got me my... Here's the cool part. My dad owned a transmission shop. So every now and then, somebody would bring in a god-awful-looking old beater. And there seemed to be a run when I was around 16 of old Mercury's. And they would come in. My dad would tell them, you know, the, the transmission rebuilds can be $800, $1,000. And they'd say, well, the car's not worth more than a couple hundred. So he'd offer them a couple hundred. And then the parts are just another hundred. So he'd rebuild it, give it to me. And so I had these wonderful... I look... Back then, they were just old pieces of shit, and I treated them like that. But now, I would kill to have those cars. They were epic. They also, they, they were almost like superheroes. They had this legend in my head as the years went on that I really miss. And yeah, they were old bombers that got horrible gas mileage, but this was back when gas didn't cost that much. And it really made me think about what's worth having, what's worth not having. And so all of that together is what brings us to today's episode, Devil with the Cheap Suit, on today's Caffeinated Humor. Now there is serious business going on at the Starbucks around the corner from my house. The main player is a tall guy in what appears to be a really expensive suit. Now I say appears to be because I used to dress formal business for work and I know suits. And he's wearing one of those three suits for $200 and then they soak you on the alterations. The end result looks nice, but the material is usually pretty cheap. It's like if you were to have a suit made out of ShamWows. It's neat and it looks nice, but if you look close, it's sloppy. But the semi-sloppy looking kids at the table are totally buying it. Question is, what is he pitching? And he's got to be pitching something. I mean, call me cynical, but it all comes down to buying, selling, or recruiting, and various combinations of the three. This is really where the sales background makes me an untrusting asshole that assumes everyone is a thief. And what sucks is, I'm usually right with like an uncanny high percentage. He could be selling cell phones. And the venue's wrong, the suit's too much, and it's a sale you make with the product in their hands. You let them fall in love with it. I would venture that he's selling some sort of financial scheme, except that these kids don't look like they have two fucking nickels to rub together. Just this side of Occupy Antifa types, without the purple hair. Religion comes to mind. I mean, the suit fits, except that the guy's hands are on the table, they're not moving. And every time I run into somebody talking religion in a public place, they gesture with their hands a lot. And it stops being a stereotype when every time you see it, it's true. And that leaves recruiting. Okay, for what? The answer comes a few minutes later. This guy is the evil taskmaster, and I'm trying hard not to laugh my ass off. Here's his pitch. Okay, I'm going to take a chance on you guys because I do like you. You gotta be moving the whole four hours. 
you got to wave that fucking sign at traffic nonstop. And if I see you stop moving for one second, you don't get paid for the whole day. Where do I start? Now, I do love the comment about the pure affection at the start. Then he starts moving in to dire threats and promises of refusing to pay, which, by the way, is illegal. I mean, I tell you right now, there is no way in hell he's paying them anyway but under the table. I'd feel bad if these guys were teens, but they're in their 20s. And from the general look and feel, they've never had a job. I've said it before and I'll say it again, and the saying it makes me a bad person, I guess. The world's got to have ditch diggers. Time for more coffee. Hope you liked today's episode. I know I did. Do me a favor. If you liked it, even if you didn't, listen to more episodes. Put it on the background. Let it play like white noise. Just something to help you sleep at night. Anything. I need you to listen. Share it if you can. Support it if you can. Thank you. Have a great day. Music